0: Repentance. Walk into churches. I've walked into them lately. Um, Well, even the past 10 years, I've noticed that altars have been disappearing. And my question is, where have all the altars gone? You ever wonder that? There used to be an altar in every church. At the end of a sermon, there was an invitation to come forward, either to give your life to Christ or to rededicate your life to Christ, or just repent. <clears throat> Excuse me, on a, a on a on a on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Okay, just just to repent of that that week, right? That doesn't exist anymore. I I, I can't find altars anywhere, right? And even if they have altars, the preachers aren't making altar calls. I don't see at the end of these sermons, so-called sermons these preachers are doing, I don't I do not see an invitation to come f- forward. The reason I don't is because there is no accusation that you are a sinner and I am a sinner. see if you if there's no conviction, there can be no accusation. You can't be accused of something and uh, you can't have a, a, a conviction on something if you're not accused. all right? Now, the gospel accuses us. It gives us a conviction. That's why we read script. scripture. We go, wow, I'm accused. Look at that. It, it, if, if Jesus, the son of God, didn't die for my sins, I'd be on trial. I, I would be accused, but he took the accusation. So therefore, there's no conviction. When there's no conviction, there's no need to repent. If there's no need to repent, they just rip out the altars. Does that make sense? Now, this is by design, folks. This is by design. This this is a design from hell to take away repentance. Because, look, in these last days, which we talk about in times, because we're in them, Satan doesn't want to uh, pull people out of the church. No, he does not. He wants to keep people in church, but he wants to turn the church into apostate, which is what he's done. All right, that we can keep everybody together. They can keep thinking they're doing what God needs for them to do. Meanwhile, going to hell. And part of that is Satan says, "I got to get rid of the altar. I cannot let these people repent, because if they repent, that means they'll be cleansed. If they're cleansed, that means they'll be righteous with God, tight with God. We can't have that. So they took it out." See, in the beginning of the 1800s in America, when it was being developed, uh, we had what we called circuit riders. And I talked about this before in the last segment. These circuit riders came over from from Europe, from England, and they were preachers. that came from the Methodist uh, background. At that time, Methodists had some spiritual common sense, but they don't have much anymore. They're off on the deep end. Not all of them. They got a big church split going on. But anyway... they came over, circuit riders riding on horseback, going from town to town. Sometimes these towns were as much as 100 miles apart, which could take two or three days to get to. And they would go into a town and they would preach the gospel. They would preach hellfire and brimstone. Folks, they weren't around very long. They didn't have a whole lot of opportunity. So when they got there, they had to take advantage of it. People were convicted of their sins. They went forward, they gave their life to God. They they repented, They, they became cleansed. And these circuit riders, a lot of them, they wouldn't live past the age of uh, 40 years old because the weather was so bad and the, the terrain and, you know, they'd be killed by Indians, right? Circuit riders. Preaching repentance. They'd have these tent revivals. That's what we need today. We need circuit riders. We need to get preachers. These preachers need to get half of them, more than half of them out of the pulpit, throw them out. They need to be janitors, and sometimes the janitors need to be preachers. Circuit riders is what we need. We need guys and girls that are willing to step up to the plate and take the hit and say, I'm all in for Jesus. And I will tell the truth. I will speak repentance. Repentance. There is no power, and I talk about God's power. There is no utilization of God's power without repentance. You you cannot access the power of God. Does it live in you? Yes. It was transferred to us. Can Can we access it? Can we utilize it without repentance? No way. It is totally impossible. Repentance first, then revival. You cannot have revival until you have repentance. And there's no altar calls because there's no altars. No place to come and kneel and, and repent. I remember when I was a kid, churches I went to, the church I went to had an altar. I remember what it looked like. You know, you kneel on it, you pour your heart out to God. Now, if, your church, the church you go to, if you do go to a church, you don't need to build an altar. You just need the the altar is is a place designated to to kneel and to ask forgiveness and to repent. Okay, you don't need to build anything. You can kneel on the steps. You can kneel on the ground. Doesn't matter. Right where you are right now is your altar. Right now is your altar. Brent, how are we doing on, uh, comments and, uh, we do we have any chat?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We got some chat going on? Give me some, some good chat. Who's out there?
1: Um, we have Net- Nanette Tackett. She says, hallelujah, greetings and blessings from Phoenix. Wonderful preaching, pastor.
0: Thank you, Nanette. And God bless you there in Phoenix.
1: On help Padilla says, blessings and greetings to all.
0: Blessings, from greetings. From UK.
1: Awesome, from the UK. Someone said, I'm glad you guys are back. Thank you, Shelly and Brent.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Shelly. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it. Um, Folks, I've been praying about, you know, because I've been going to all these churches for the past years. And, you, you know, if you've heard me speak, if you've come to the Monday night show, you'll hear, you'll see my position on things. And God spoke to me. So, David, it's fine to talk about it. It's fine to expose it. Now do something about it. I said, excuse me, Lord? Yes, do something about it. Okay, well, show me. Well, he did. He showed me. He said, I want you to have a gathering, a church. And I said, well, that sounds good. Uh, let's not have it when other churches are going on. Churches are going on. And God said, no, you'll have it right smack dab in the middle. I said, oh, boy. That's, he says, no, you just listen to me where I'm going with this. He said, 11 o'clock Sunday morning. Now, for those of you guys that know me, You'll understand that I believe in Shabbat. I believe that uh, from uh, uh, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown is God's day. But do I think it's wrong to have church on Sunday? No. Do I think it's wrong to worship? No, it's not wrong because it's not wrong to worship on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. It's all God's days, right? But God said, go on Sunday. Do it Sunday. Now, I don't know why. I don't have the full story yet, but God's going to reveal this to me eventually. Why Sunday morning? But here we are, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. Okay? Uh, You can, in chat, tell me why you think God chose Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. You may have a word from God, and I don't. Okay? Um, But I'm just doing, folks, listen. God is always moving the worst thing you can do is be comfortable where you are. Oh, man, this feels good, God. I think I'll hang out here in this pew for, you know, next 20 years of the rest of my life. Well, unfortunately, God is a moving God. doesn't mean that you have to move physically all the time, although that will happen. But God is a moving God, okay? We have to move with God. So if God is saying... To you, something that seems illogical, like he said to me, having church on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, you got to do it. Okay? You don't know why. Abraham didn't know where he was going. He was given the promise. But he didn't know how it was going to happen, where it was going to happen. He just got up and he went because he was told to go. And that's what we have to do. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what you're doing. Okay? So we have to listen to the voice of God. All right? So... I want to to read a scripture to you that I read before, but we're going to do it again. Second time is even better than the first because it gets to sink in a little bit more. This, to me, is one of the most pivotal scriptures in in the teachings, okay? Notice I didn't say New Testament, Old Testament. There's no such thing that was man-made. Matter of fact, do you understand all these books, Luke, Mark, John, Matthew? Do you understand all that stuff was man-made? Yeah, it, it it didn't read that. It didn't come out of heaven and drop down into some preacher's lap, the New and Old Testament. This is man made this. Now, man made it so we could find these things a lot easier, but we're not to believe that this is the gospel. The gospel is the contents, content, content in, uh, that we read. Okay? So, I want to point this out that it's important for you to understand that when you read scripture and you see these headlines over the scripture, you know, woman are caught in sin and adultery, uh, you know uh, uh, all these different things don't take that as the gospel god didn't write that that's man writing that heading because i'll read scripture and then i'll go back and look at the heading that was put on there and i'll go what in the world did they that's not what this scripture is about yes it does talk about the demons going into pigs but it's not about the demons going into pigs okay uh, i mean that's not the, the that's not the essence the core of the story so So just be careful when you're reading scripture, all these headings that they got on there. Please don't think that's the gospel, although some of it is correct. Most of it's not. All right. I don't know where they get this stuff, but we're going to read what I think is one of the most important scriptures in the Bible. And I say this a lot because I think every scripture is the most important scripture in the Bible. Um, Oh, and by the way, we're going to have prayer requests and praise reports from you guys uh, in just a little bit. Um, So I want you to stay with me so we can pray for you. All right, go to Luke 7, 36 through 50, Luke 7, 36 through 50. All right, now the following scripture determines three things. The measure of our love. Yeah, how is our love measured? The measure of it, the amount of faith we have, and our salvation. Okay, the measure of love, amount of faith, and our salvation. You say, David, I'm saved. There's... Several kinds of salvations. One is to eternity, salvation to eternity, which you may be, and I believe you are. But the other one is, and scripture talks about this, is when you read scripture to people, you will save yourself and them. Meaning you will save yourself and them out of turmoil, out of error, out of going down the wrong road. You see what I'm saying? It's that kind of salvation. Folks, we we need salvation every day to be saved from the enemy, to be saved from lies, from deception, especially as we enter into these last days. Luke 7, 36, 50. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. Excuse me. So she came out there with an alabaster jar of perfume. So here was a sinful woman who heard that Jesus was in the house of a Pharisee. Now the Pharisees were the religious people. They think of it as uh, the biggest church on the block. You know, six flags over Jesus. I mean, very famous pastor. Think of it, right? Uh, Or think of it as your local, uh, you know, big cathedral there. It could be even a small church. But it is filled with religious people. Not relationship people, religious people, Pharisees. They're considered top-notch. No one can touch these people. The best place is in the house. Okay? A woman, sinful woman, hears that Jesus is in the house of one of these Pharisees. So she runs back and she gets an alabaster jar of perfume. Now this alabaster is very expensive. A sinful woman Expensive item. And now she's going to enter the house of a Pharisee. Folks, this is like, and I'm going to use the analogy of the prostitute on the street, walking the streets. She looks over and she sees this, this temple, this uh, religious church, you know, big cathedral. But she hears that the one and only son of God has entered that cathedral, that church. Now, for that to happen today, it probably wouldn't because most of them wouldn't let the real Jesus in. But let's just say for sake of the story that they do. You have this woman who's a prostitute walking the street. She recognizes her sin. She's pained by it. And she looks at the church thinking, should I go in? Well, let's go back to scripture because this lady decided to go in. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping. So she went in. She heard he was in the house. She went into the house. Now, can you imagine when she walked into this Pharisee's house? Wow, sinful woman. She bends down Jesus' feet, starts crying, weeping. Her tears start cleansing his feet. She began to wet her feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair. And she kissed them and poured perfume on them. So what'd she do? First of all, she cried with her tears, washed his feet. Second of all, with a body part, with her hair, she she cleansed his feet. And then third, she put the most expensive thing she had on his feet that was valuable to her. Now, folks, Christ had not gone to the cross yet. We don't need to physically pour perfume on God's feet although you can. But when we repent and we go to the altar and our tears flow down, it is cleansing the feet of Jesus. Not that his feet are dirty. That's not the point. The point is we're at the feet of Jesus. He feels our tears on his feet. Then we take our hair and we we rub his feet And then we pour the perfume. That prostitute on the street, she decides to go into the church. She doesn't take perfume because now we're in today. But she takes the most valuable thing, the thing that's valuable to her, just like we take what's valuable to us, which is us. That prostitute has taken herself into the church. She goes to the feet of Jesus. She weeps. She cries. She's broken. Jesus, by the way, in that church is standing at the altar. That becomes the prostitute's altar, the feet of Jesus, as she cries. And folks, you and I, you and I should always be looking for the altar. You say, David, where's the altar? It's the feet of Jesus. That's the altar. Maybe you go to a church and they don't have an altar. That's okay. You kneel right where you are. Maybe people look at you. That's okay. But right where you are, that's your altar. And then maybe when you kneel in a church that has no altar call, because it has no altars, when you kneel and you create the first altar, maybe the hearts of others will be broken and the preacher. Will be awoken, and he will have an altar call. Let's go back to verse thirty-nine. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, "If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him, and what kind of woman is she, that she she's a sinner." Jesus answered him, "Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher," he said. excuse me, two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. You see, folks, it's not about who is the biggest sinner. It's about who realizes that they have sinned the biggest. Well, David, I don't sin as big as uh, that prostitute. Really. That's exactly what the Pharisees were thinking. Sin is sin. I don't care if you're cramming a piece of cake in your mouth and God has convicted you that you should not be eating like that, or if you're having relationships with a person outside the ring of marriage. It is sin. It is separation from God. It is disobedience against God. Sin is sin. And this is where we get it wrong, folks. Oh, she's a bigger sinner than me. Look what she's done. No. Look what I've done. Look what you've done. Let's look to ourselves. Where's my altar, God? Look what I've done today, just today from waking up. Where's my altar? I need to repent. I need to get right with you. I need to cleanse myself. We need an altar. Tonight, I believe, or this morning, I believe that each and every one of us are going to find our altar. Then he... Jesus turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time she entered has stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Folks, the modern day church Jesus is talking to, you did not wash my feet. You have not put oil on on my head. You haven't done anything. Except for yourselves, these six Flags over Jesus churches. it makes me sick. because why? I see people praising God with these, with these uh, Six Flags over Jesus rock bands. Nothing wrong with rock, but just you know, smoking mirrors. And they're praising God, hands up. You me tell you what they're doing? They're becoming their own God. Why? Because I'm praising God for what I can get out of it, how I can feel about it. Oh, it makes me feel so good to praise God. Let me tell you something. There is no praising God until you fall flat on your face, eat carpet, repent, get cleansed, and then praise God. Don't praise God. Don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Don't insult God. David, I I like praise and worship music. I like to sing. I like to praise God. Nothing wrong with that. Everything's right with that. But you see, what's happening in church today, the modern day church, it's become all syrupy, all sugary. Let's go straight to God and have this band with its dark and smoke and lights and let's just... Raise your hand to heaven and praise them. But wait a minute, excuse me. What about all these people that are living in adultery? What are all these people that uh, that, that, that have all this sin going on and you're not addressing it and they can't, and they're not repenting? And you do that week after week and you just continue to have this band or whatever you got up there on stage and you're praising God week after week with no repentance. That becomes your altar. But it's the altar of self. It's the altar of Satan. I hope somebody's listening to me. Somebody, I I hope somebody new has tuned in to this channel and heard this raving maniac, me. I'm hoping it's a preacher. I'm hoping it's someone that goes to one of these churches that's hearing me for the first time. (laughs) If... (laughs) If it is, welcome. I love you. We're talking about the woman who put perfume on Jesus' feet. Number 47 Therefore, I tell you, her many sins, Jesus is talking, have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little <clears throat> loves little. Did you hear that? Whoever has been forgiven little loves little. That means if you've been forgiven, A lot, you love a lot. Well, how do you, how are you forgiven a lot? Do you remember? We got to go back in scripture. The debts of the one that owed more money, 500 denarii. They were forgiven more because the debt was greater. But whoever's been forgiven little will be will love little. Folks, we can't love unless we lay our sins out on the table. That's when we're forgiven a lot. Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Now listen to this. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith has made you whole. It's saved. Your faith has saved you. So let's go back to what I was talking about at the beginning. The three things. The measure of love. This measures your love, folks. Until you repent, I repent, and we... Our ask forgiveness for our sins, we can't love but a little. That's what scripture says. That's what Jesus said. You can only love a little. But when we ask for forgiveness of sins, we can love a lot because we're forgiven a lot. The amount of our faith. Look at the woman. He said, your faith has saved you. Now, this is two things. One, if you're listening to me out there, you don't know the Lord. I'm hoping you do now, and I'm hoping you'll stay with us. If you do know God, but you've separated from him, you come back. And maybe you haven't really, you know, backslid, whatever, but you're realizing every day is a day of repentance. For whatever, it doesn't matter. It's your faith that saves you whether you're saved eternally or whether you're saved day by day from heartache, from temptation. It's your faith. And your faith is what causes you to repent. And salvation. Salvation, eternal salvation. Again, salvation on a daily basis. Brent, do we have any any other uh, comments? Anybody out there that... Wants to say hi?
1: Kimberly donated.
0: Oh, Kimberly, God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thank you all for your prayers, too. Thank you, Kimberly.
1: Christine said, I appreciate this ministry so much. I've noticed the missing altars in church as well. They say a prayer and dismiss everyone.
0: Yeah, you're right. So Christine said that? Yeah. Christine, you're so right. Um, I'm missing those altars in church. I mean, actually, I don't go to church anymore. I mean, I'll go preach somewhere if they ask me. But I haven't found a church that I can go to and go. Wow, I'm on fire. This is, you know, um, so. But but when I do go, I miss it because there's no invitation anymore. What else we got there, Brent?
1: Um, Gloria said, "God be with you all." And um, Nanette was uh, talking about worshiping on the on the uh, the seventh day. It's a day of rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Gloria and Nanette. Absolutely. Amen. Um,
1: Yeah, Angel said, or Angel said, Blessings in the mighty name of uh, Jesus.
0: Amen. Thank you, Angel. Yeah, you know, um, I I love Shabbat. I love um, Saturday worship. But God told me, he says, he says, you're to do what I ask you to do. Sunday morning. 11 o'clock. And that's what we're doing. Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. Folks, I don't know how long it's going to go on. It could go on until the Lord comes back or the Lord takes you home or me home or or all of us home. But I'm just doing it one day, one week at a time. I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for you. And I know you're here for God. And I know you're here for all of us because we are one body. And we need to learn, okay? We need to keep learning God's word. need to come together. And Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. Just because you're sitting at home or at your job or in your car, wherever you're at, okay? And we're chatting, I'm talking, hopefully God's talking. It's no different than 2,000 years ago in the book of Acts. When they got together and and, and the spirit moved, there was a great earthquake. They spoke in tongues. This is no different. God is using this platform, this way of communicating in these last days. He's doing it. To beat Satan, okay? Satan's already beat, but he's just, he's using this method. So this is no different. It's exactly what it was 2,000 years ago. We, look, we could break out uh, in in, 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 uh, in hallelujahs here. We could break out, uh, you know, uh, with the Holy Spirit moving uh, in tongues. I mean, we all that can happen right now. Because if you and I were together in person, and that's how God has designed it, all right? Because he knew this would happen. He knew there would be people from all over the world that would want to come together uh, as one. And this is what he's created here. And this is why I want to honor uh, God's request. And that's why I'm coming to you every Sunday at 11 uh, a.m. And of course, we're with you every Monday night at 7 p.m. If you haven't checked out David Heavener Live, you can go to davidhevener.tv and sign up and watch it. Or you can watch it on, on YouTube also. Uh, but if you haven't signed up to davidhevener.tv, consider becoming a member, Uh, we should love to have you. You can go underground with us, you can ask questions, you can make comments, Um, it's really amazing. Um, So Brent, before I go into um, uh, the song we're gonna do uh, this morning, is there any other uh, comments?
1: Um, uh, Palm Diggs said, this channel has had the best Sunday service I've found in months.
0: Oh, God bless you. Uh,
1: Gloria said, hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Gloria. Uh, uh,
1: Sunshine said, when we forsake giving God the glory, we walk away from his protection.
0: Oh, that's a good point, Sunshine. When we forsake giving God the glory, we walk away from his protection. Very good. But again, let's go back to repentance. That's the core, repenting. Once we repent, we praise God, we give him the glory. And we're protected. That's a good point because that's another thing, too. Without repentance, how can we have protection? Ooh, that gives me chills because when you think about that, you're walking around vulnerable now to Satan without repentance. Um,
1: and we have prayer requests, too, or they can tell them to send in their prayer
0: requests. Okay, yeah, send in your prayer request. We're going to be reading that and praying for you. Um, I, and we're going to do a song uh, this morning. Uh, because I think it's important uh, to praise God. Um, You know, we talk about repentance, but praise is so important once we repent, okay? And um, the song I'm going to do is a song of repentance. It is a, and that's the other thing. These new songs are coming up with, Brent. They're not songs of unbroken. They're not songs of repentance. They're songs of, God, I'm like you, you know, you're glorious and I am too. Uh, even Amazing Grace, they rewrote the lyrics, you know, and it's not even Amazing Grace. It's Amazing Disgrace is what it is. They've rewritten the lyrics on it. Um, and this is, you know, this is what is happening in these last days. Um, but I want to do a song and then we're going to go to the Lord. Um and we're going to ask God to move, move on each and every heart, okay? Um, this is a song that is a song written many years ago. I haven't done it in a long time, so but just pray that God is with my fingers and my voice and sing with me. I kind of rewrote the lyrics a little bit, but I did it to kind of bring it into modern day times. So I hope you'll uh, uh, I hope you'll understand that, but, It's a song that I heard when I was a kid, when I was uh, 18 years old. I, I drifted away from God. It was on a Sunday night, and I was drinking alcohol, and I was with a bunch of guys, and we were racing cars and carrying on. And all of a sudden, I stopped, and I heard in the distance. I heard singing. And it was a song called Just As I Am. And I said to my friends, I said, I've got to go find out where that music is. And I walked. Church wasn't very far. I walked over to the church and two of my friends came with me. And I heard the song, Just As I Am. Let's sing it together. Just as
2: I am without one plea except your blood was shed for me i hear you whisper child come to me oh lamb of god i come i come Just as I am and waiting not To rid my soul of one dark blot To thee whose blood can cleanse each spot O Lamb of God I come, I come. Just as I am, though tossed about, with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings within and fears without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, will you receive me welcome pardon cleanse and relieve I stand on your blood Oh the promise I believe O oh, land of God I come Oh I come oh Lamb of God
0: I come Maybe this morning God's called you like he's called me he says, David I need for you to fall down on the altar I need for you to repent Come back to me, David God's speaking to you. He says, come back to me, child. Maybe God's spoken to you for the first time and you want to give your life to the Lord right now. God is saying to you, if you follow my son, if you'll give your life to Jesus, you have eternal salvation. Maybe you just need to repent. Maybe there's something that went on this morning. Maybe there's unforgiveness. Maybe there's bitterness. In these days
2: I am. will, Will you receive, Lord, will you receive me? Will you welcome pardon Cleanse and relieve. I stand on your blood. Oh, the promise I believe. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. Oh, I.
0: God's calling you. He's calling me. He's calling us back to the altar. Each and every one of us has an altar. And you've got prayer requests this morning, and I'm going to pray for you. You've got some praise reports maybe. We're going to tell everybody what God's done. If God's done something good for you, would you please give us your report? I think it's so important. But right where you are right now, I hope you're on your knees. I hope you're at your altar. Okay, Tears to cleanse the feet of Jesus. Broken hearts. What's our uh, prayer request there, Brent? If you've got a prayer request and You'd like for us to pray with you. We're going to spend this next few minutes praying. We're going to go to the Lord praying with you. I pray for Greg and Sunshine. Greg, Greg and Sunshine, okay. Greg and Sunshine, we're lifting you up in prayer. I
1: pray for, uh, Kay said, pray for my
0: family to be saved. Kay, we pray for your family to be saved. Okay, we pray for you, you've been sick we're lifting you up to the throne right now Father, we're lifting each and every one up to the throne that have asked for prayer requests and those that have not asked for prayer requests and those that are going to ask for prayer requests. Father, you know, you know who they are. You know who we are. You know your children. You've called us together this morning so that you could give us your wisdom, give us your words. And I ask, Father, that as we go about the day, that we carry this with us, this wisdom. But Father, more than anything, I pray that you give us the awareness and the understanding of repentance. on a daily basis, an hourly basis, every moment of the day. I repent, Father, before you, on my face. And there are those out there right now, I believe hundreds that are listening, that are repenting right now. I thank you for the cleansing that you're giving us. I thank you for always giving us that second chance. And Father, now that we are on our knees and we're crying out to you, and we're being cleansed, and we're feeling your righteousness, now we're praising you, Father. We're praising you for being such a wonderful, awesome God that allows your children to mess up and yet to come to you just as we are Without one plea, only that your blood was shed for me. We stand on that blood. That blood means everything to us. It is so precious because you looked down from heaven. You put your son on a cross, allowed him to be on a cross. You had to turn your face away knowing that when he died, it, he would died for our sins. But when he rose with the power of you in him, he came up and offered his blood as a sacrifice for us so that we would not have to do what your son did. But we stand on that. We stand on it. And we come to you just as we are. Father, my prayer request this this morning is that we will never have a church service again where we don't need a box of tissues. We will never have a gathering again where there will not be tears shed, tears of joy, tears of repentance, where we will have to wipe our nose and wipe our eyes, but these tears are going to cleanse your feet. I thank you, Lord, for every person that's been here with us today, this morning. For the children of God for us being a family, okay? So folks, as we get ready to close out here, I just wanna do a a song of praise, okay? Because we've been repenting, now we can praise God. And this is a song that we do quite a bit. Brent, did you have something you wanted to? We We have more prayer requests. Folks, we're not gonna leave here until we pray for everybody, so just keep them coming in, okay? Keep them coming in. I see Sue's there. God bless you, Sue. I appreciate it. Just keep them coming in, okay? If we're here for the next two hours, we'll just keep praying for you, because we're here. We're here to get on our knees, ask forgiveness, repent, pray, and praise. And we're here to pray for you, okay? You're here to pray for us. We pray for one another. Um, Brent, what what are the uh, what's the pr- new prayer request?
1: Uh, skittish Trout said, "I would like to pray for a marriage to take place between me and my boyfriend."
0: And between him, her, uh, and, her, her and her boyfriend, Skittish. Okay, skittish, yeah, marriage. She wants marriage in her life. Okay, uh, Skittish. We'll Trout, yeah. we'll pray for that. Okay, Angie
1: uh, said, "Pray for my friends to find Jesus and to get saved."
0: Okay, Angie's friends. Okay angie praying for your friends to be saved
1: christine said please pray for my daughter christina she has a very large cyst on her ovary
0: okay christine says uh her daughter has a cyst on her ovary okay praying for that
1: angie said please pray for, to eliminate my focus problems anxiety and depression
0: okay anxiety and depression okay
1: Vivien, uh v- v- vivian said Please pray for me. All this world taught me is
0: that I'm unlovable and I'm a pond scum. Okay, we're going to pray for you, Vivian. Please understand that you are a child of the living God. You are so precious to God. Don't let the devil come in and tell you at all that you uh, are worthless, okay? God loves you. You're priceless, okay? God proved it. He sent his son to die for you on the cross, and his son is priceless, okay? Okay. Okay, so we have Skittish, we have Angie, Christine, uh, and we have uh, Vaveen. Who was right after um, Christine?
1: Right after Christine is Kimberly Mason. She said, pray for some of my family members to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior.
0: Okay. All right. That was Kimberly and
1: then...
0: Yeah, Kimberly. And family, praying for your family, Kimberly. Okay.
1: Pam said, "Please pray for me and my family."
0: Okay, Pam, for you and your family. Uh, okay, is there any sickness, salvation? Just praying for the family.
1: She could comment what the specifics okay. are she wants to. Yep. Uh, and then Gloria said, "Prayer for healing and wisdom and knowledge in him."
0: Uh, Gloria said that. Yeah, Gloria said that. Gloria. Okay. Gloria for wisdom, and knowledge. Okay, Gloria, gotcha. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Any other uh, prayer request? Just keep them coming in, folks. We have got to be here. We're going to pray for you. Listen, each and every person is so valuable to the. Look, look each and every one of us is like the the woman that went in and, with the alabaster jar, and bent down to Jesus' uh, feet and cried every one of us okay that's why it's so important for us to pray for one another because these prayers go to heaven they shake heaven i'm telling you they shake heaven and they work folks i've said it's, it's miracles and i know you guys know that because we have got so many prayer warriors out there but sometimes that prayer is the prayer that breaks that straw of uh, of indecision of being able to go to jesus with our problems being able to give our life to Christ, we have uh, just like Gloria, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kimberly has family uh, could be not saved. We're going to pray for, for Kimberly, um, for Pam's family, not saved. Going to pray for Pam's fa- family. You see that one prayer could be that pivotal, that pivotal prayer, that that um, that touches someone's heart. Okay, that that will change their destiny. For eternity, and that's why we cannot leave without not praying for each and every person that God has brought. Okay, so um, before we go to the Lord, uh, do we have um, more? Any anyone else? Yeah. Um,
1: Sunshine said, "Pray for God's protection over His children in this world of mass confusion." Yeah. Yeah. And Pam said, "Please pray for my daughter's healing of left arm." Okay. Pam said that. Okay. Left arm. And Nanette said, "Please pray for the salvation of my three of three of my children: Ryan, okay,
0: Sean, okay, and Krista." Ryan, Sean, Krista. Okay. Brent, I, don't know, I hope you're talking loud enough. If you want to move closer, you can. You're welcome to. Um, okay. So let me go back over this. We have Skiddish who wants to get married. She's with her boyfriend and um, she's praying that, for a marriage, right? Yeah. And it could be Skiddish that you're wanting to get married. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, we're gonna pray that God touches his heart. I don't know your your specific situation, but whatever that is, if it's God God's will for you to be married um, and he's a Christian, you're a Christian, God wants you to be together, uh, it's better to marry than to burn. Um, Angie, uh, Angie has a friend that we're praying for. I, I believe it's a salvation issue, uh, but we're praying for your friend, Angie. Uh, Christine, uh, for, her, um, for her daughter, Christina, there's a cyst going on. There's a cyst, yeah. Kimberly, uh, is that, yeah, Kimberly's family. Uh, excuse me, uh, Kimberly's family, uh, praying for you, uh, Kimberly, your family. Uh, and, uh, 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 Vanine, Vanine, I think it is v- Vivian, Vivian, sorry, uh, praying for you, uh, Pam and your family praying for you, uh, Gloria for wisdom, uh, sunshine for protection over God's people. And also uh, sunshine praying again for you and your uh, husband, Greg, uh, for, for Nanette, uh, for her family, um, and for, uh, Pam, she has a daughter, I think that, uh. That needs to know the Lord, right? Okay. Uh, anybody else? Okay. Um, yeah,
1: just the salvation of the nets.
0: Yeah, churches. salvation. Nets three. Yep. Sean, and Krista. Yeah. Uh, Shawn,
1: Krista. Ryan, Sean, Krista. Ryan,
0: Sean, Krista. Okay. Yeah. So we're praying right now. We've put everyone that we've just mentioned to the throne of God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, for allowing us to come before you. Each and every person that I've spoken their name, we're bringing before you, believing in a miracle, believing that there will be salvation, believe that there will be restoration, believe there will be a marriage, uh, believe that there will be healing, believe there will be protection. Everything we ask, Lord, we're believing in, and we're believing because you are a God. You are a God of miracles. You're our God, we come to you, Father, and we believe that you want to take, that you do take care of your people and we're being taken care of right now in Jesus name. In Jesus name.
1: And he, for there to be healing upon MJ's adult son battling mental illness for more
0: than a decade. MJ's uh, son battling mental illness, father, we lift uh, MJ's son up to you right now. Battling mental illness. That demon of mental illness must go. In Jesus' name. Yeah. It's, it's gone. It's gone. It is gone. You'll notice the big change. Let me know. Let me know about the change. Excuse me, Brent. Get me a Kleenex. Uh, that right there. Right here in this chair. I'm sorry. But when I go to the altar, um, I, get, uh, I get all teary-eyed. and I don't know runny nose. So uh, forgive me. Um, okay. Who else? Let's just keep the prayer requests going. Um, keep going for the father. Um, anybody else? Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you've got other prayer requests, go ahead and send them in to us. If we're going to off the air, we're going to be praying for you. If you would like to help us with the ministry, um, if you would like, if you please pray for us, let us know that you'll, you'll be one of our prayer warriors. It's not just praying for us folks, but when people come to us and they need prayer, we send this out to people all over the world to pray. And we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the number of prayer, meaning, yeah, we're two or more are gathered in his name. Absolutely. For sure. We do believe in that. Um,
1: Lorraine with dealing with alcoholism and Suzanne with cancer.
0: Okay, Lorraine, alcoholism, and Suzanne with cancer? Yeah, healing on both of those. Okay, people. Lorraine, uh, Lorraine and Suzanne. that demon of addiction, of alcoholism, we come against it. In Jesus' name, it is gone. We cast you out. You will not return. You will leave this child alone. Thank you, Father, for this healing that you're giving right now for this sister. The demons are gone. And the healing is taking place right now. And And,
1: Healing upon Betty's family.
0: Okay, there was one before that. What was that? Uh,
1: Suzanne dealing with cancer. Okay,
0: Suzanne with cancer. Suzanne, we command a healing right now. We command that in the name of Jesus. We command the healing. That the cancer will be gone because the healing has taken place. And we're believing it. In Jesus' name, and you said, "Betty,
1: Betty's family to be healed, and our nation healed, or okay. Betty's family to be saved." Okay.
0: Father, we're asking. We're bringing um, Betty and her fam- family, Betty's family, before you. You know who they are, Father. I, we're requesting. I mean, we're requesting salvation. You and your, your 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 sovereign, your your wisdom. You know, you know. We don't, but we're asking, Father. We're asking Betty's family to know who you are, to give their hearts to you. We're at, we're praying for the salvation in Jesus name. We thank you. So we may do some more prayer requests right now. We're going to do a praise song. We've been doing, um, just as I am, which I call a song of repentance. Don't you just love just as I am, um, I want to finish the story about how I was drinking and I heard the song, Just As I Am. And I went to the church. I had two fellows with me. They were drinking too. I was about 18 years old. And the song touched my heart. Just as I am, without one plea. Except your blood was shed for me. When I heard those words, I couldn't stop. I had to go inside the church. I didn't know what I was going to do, folks. I didn't know. I just knew... Probably like that lady that had the jar of perfume, went inside the, the Pharisees' home. Maybe she didn't know exactly what she was gonna do, but she knew she had to go in. I knew I had to go into that church. So I went in, and my two buddies followed me. Now, they didn't follow me for the same reason. They, they didn't go in for the same reason I went in. They went in to scoff and laugh and you know, make fun of. I went in because I was broken. And I heard the song, just as I am without one plea, except that your blood was shed for me. And I went into the sanctuary and I saw the preacher up there on stage, up in the pulpit. And I saw a lady singing the song. And I just couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. I just stood there. My friends stood next to me, one on each side, and all of a sudden that preacher said, there's somebody out there that God's speaking to right now that you need to come back to Jesus. You need to come back to Jesus. Kept hearing the song, just
2: as I am, uh,
0: just without a plea. I kept hearing that song. And then all of a sudden, I saw a light. I saw a light come, come from the pulpit. I saw this light. And as the song played, I started walking down the aisle and I walked to that preacher and he looked at me and he said, are you ready? Now, nobody else probably understood, are you ready? But I knew what he was saying. Are you ready to finally walk with God? Are you ready to stop what you're doing? I said, yes, preacher, I'm ready. I got on my knees and I repented, tears. Years of tears came down. I give my heart to God um, and I asked my two friends, I said, did you see that light I saw? They said, what light? You see folks, when God speaks to us, we see things that the world can't see. I was there seeking God, I saw God, I saw the light. They were there to make fun of God to make fun of me and they couldn't see God. And that's a perfect example of, uh, of the dichotomy in which we face in this world that those that are God's children see God. They hear God's voice. They they read scripture. Are we are we doing good? Are we on? So um I just want to uh, really uh, reiterate the fact that when you hear things and you see things that other people don't hear and see, that don't let people make fun of you because you are a child of God, you're a peculiar person, you're called out amongst the nations. And I know we're back on again because we've got, we've, got uh, we've got some chat going on here. Folks, I'm, I'm sorry we got kicked off. I hope you join me for the rest of the uh, uh, for the rest of the service here. And I think Brent, this is going to end up being an hour and a half service, but that's okay because if people need more prayer, we're going to keep praying. Um, but we have part one as people can watch, right? Okay, so this is part two, and maybe we'll label it part one and part two so people can understand and, and see what's going on. But we've had prayer requests. If we have got any more prayer requests, Brent, I'm committed for the next 15 minutes to pray for people and to, um, uh, to do what it is God wants us to do. So if you've got a prayer request, if you've got a praise report, I want you to chime in because uh, we're going to pray for you. So right now, since we have gone to God just as I am, we've... Um, We've cleansed our our God has cleansed us because of our spirit of repentance. We're going to praise Him. All right, so I want you to put your hands together. This is a song, and I love it. Now that we've got, now that we repented, now we've got the we can use the power. Oh, yes, is power, power,
2: wondrous working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, yes, is power, power, wondrous working. Power in the precious blood of the Lamb What can wash away my sin. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would I overcome evil or victory win? Oh, there's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, yes, there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. This is power, power, one just working power in the
0: precious blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I just like that song, A Power in the Blood, Brent. You know, it just makes you feel like you got the power. Yeah. We, we don't need to feel like we have the power. We got it, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, do we have any more prayer requests?
1: No, but if you have any, just send
0: them in. Yeah, send your prayer request in. You can you can uh, comment
1: or email.
0: Comment, email. You can also email me at com. david at com. David um, if you haven't signed up to David Heavener TV, it's the only platform we haven't gotten kicked off of. Uh, we keep getting knocked down uh, from these other platforms. Please go to tv. sign up, become a member. Um, uh, it's, it, and you can support the ministry, you know. And we really appreciate you guys um, being part of this uh, ministry, part of the church. And also, would you invite um, would you invite someone else to come uh, next Sunday? Um, I think Brent, if everybody invited, you know, one person, we would double the amount of people showing up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not about it's not about the numbers of people, but in the numbers of people, you have a better better odds of touching lives. You see what I'm saying? And so, it's all about each individual person. But if each individual person would bring somebody else, that life could be touched, could be changed. Right? Um, now I'm looking at David Hebner TV. Would that, that would show up? Uh, right here, yeah. But okay. So I want you guys to um, uh, uh, to really um, pray for one another, love one another, and just remember, uh, <laughs> I when you feel like that you're not worthy to go to God and and to um, to repent, you just have to remember the song "Just As I Am," and it's just as I am. Okay with just one plea, and that's it, right? Just as I am, just one plea, that your blood was shed for me. Okay, um, if you're interested in the ministry, you can call 844-806-0006. If you're interested in possibly becoming a prayer partner and and a, um, a donor, you can... Uh, also call that same number. You can text the word uh, CHOSEN to 91999. You can call or you can go to davidhebnertv forward slash give. Uh, just remember, we've got a lot of things um, uh, on, uh, on our site. Uh, we have this True Power book and uh, you can get the True Power. And we have End Times Investigation. That's a story of my life dealing with angels and demons and all kinds of different things. And uh, we have The Last Evangelist, Brent. Last Evangelist TV series. And if you want to get a DVD or you want to watch the TV series, you watch it on um, So, And also, don't forget The End Times Investigation. So, um, I, I, again, I want to thank you guys for being with me. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, and just remember, you never really lived till you found someone. Someone worth dying for.